And now, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, the podcast you've all been waiting for, Legacy Story with Adam Solomini. Thank you, thank you. Thank you very much. Hey, my name is Adam Solomini, and this is my podcast, Legacy Story. Ultimately, this podcast is meant to rekindle your own legacy story memories and ignite a desire to create more. Last week, as you recall, was the first in a series of three episodes with the friends. Me, Amy, Anan, Billy, Chris, and Sean. In this episode, I have two more questions for them. One about their favorite books, and another that is a little philosophical. Now, one of my friends, Chris, he's a little left-brained, so philosophical questions don't play well with him. And you're about to find out why. It's pretty funny, actually. So here we go, the second of a series of three podcasts with the friends. All right, question numero tres. If you could recommend one book to someone, what book mm. would it be? Amy. I have a lot. I can't just choose one. One book. One. Do, two. I just can't two. do one. I can mute you mm. after one. I'll mute her after one, Adam. No. Okay, <laughs> listen. Listen to my list, okay? Is it an audio book? Yes. That's the only way I could listen. So the classic. Classic I think everyone should read. Everyone should read Catcher in the Rye. The end. Everyone needs to read it. It's like the coming of age of all coming of age stories. Catcher in the Rye. Okay, so In Cold Blood is the first original true crime story. Truman Capote, brilliant. Everyone should read In Cold Blood. And then my friend just wrote a book about true crime because she lived next door to the Unabomber. How Did awesome you read the is book? that? I did read the book and it's fantastic. It's fantastic. I am, what does that make me? Two degree separation of the Unabomber? That's yeah, I think so. insane. I think so. You guys are third degree. You're welcome. She grew up next door to the Unabomber. Crazy, crazy, crazy. And when the FBI came, they came to her dad and her dad helped the FBI get him. Amazing. There was a picture of him holding Oh, they used to baby. have him over for dinner. And she he'd always be like, Can I hold the baby? So yeah, crazy. It's the greatest book. Did Mad you, Men you in the guys, Woods by Jamie Garen. You should you should read it. Jamie Garen. Did you guys know <laughs> that at San Diego State I worked for the chief psychologist of the San Diego Police Department? Do you guys remember that at all? You guys she was also a hostage negotiator for the FBI. Wow. And she did critical family work for victims of different things. She did one that was a plane crash, families of victims of a, a big plane crash that happened. But she also worked with the victims of Jeffrey Dahmer, the families mm. that were victims of Jeffrey Dahmer. It's very interesting stories that she would tell me. How do you even... That's crazy. How do you change your role as a as a counselor to somebody that you know had their family members eaten? 
I mean, that's that's a pretty unique. Yeah, it was very. Yeah. It was long term, and of course, you know. Mm. You probably cut down your your. I was I was I was waiting for somebody to make the joke, and I was like, "Hey, it's like it's not gonna be me this time." (laughs) (laughs) But you know who is my boy Sean? Yeah, buddy. Come through, Sean. (laughs) (laughs) Couldn't even get it out. (laughs) Uh, And that is why we probably live close to each other. Oh my well, god, that's funny. Cut, cut down on your red meat intake, that's for sure. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, so well, that's a good question. Are we considered red meat? Yes. Or why? <laughs> What's the difference between red wheat meat and white meat? I mean, the uh, color. Like foul. Oh, shit. Dar. <laughs> like foul. Foul is white meat. And dark. Birds. Birds, dude. Yeah. <laughs> White and dark. All just beef, beef is red. The color, the consistency, the color. Oh, I have. Isn't <laughs> isn't pork the other white meat though? At the same time, right? It's the mm. other white meat pork. Well, because they can pork can fly. I mean, sometimes. what if I'm when pork flies? Have you ever had white bacon? What? White oh, bacon? Have you had white? Is that bacon? turkey bacon? That, that ain't real. That sounds like privileged bacon if I ever yeah, heard Yeah, it was vegan. It was fantastic. Have you heard about vegetables made out of meat? It's called bacon. God's okay, but side note. Think about it. A pig vegan? turns grass into bacon. That is a miracle right there. There is this vegan butter at Costco that is it fantastic. Is. Go buy it. It is really good. But you know Adam. what? It's, it's only at your Costco. Adam, is that a, are those vegetable burgers, what are they called? Impossible burgers? Yeah. But, I think so. so if you but if you make a hot dog out of one of those, what do you call that? What is it an impossible wiener? <laughs> no, I was I was saying vegetables. Like a challenge. Vegetables I just want, that are made out of meat. I just want I just, just wanted to say, say impossible, say impossible wiener. wiener. Yeah. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Uh, there's a song Im, about that, isn't it? Impossible wiener. Oh, that's detachable. Im, impossible wiener. Okay, let's reel it back in. Billy, you're next. What book would you recommend? We went from Jeffrey Dahmer to Wieners. I know. That's actually really hard because I used to read a lot. Um, and there's a lot of books I'd recommend. All right. Um, this, so I'm kind of with Amy on that one too, where it just kind of depends. I would definitely say there was one book that really impacted me and it came across actually more. It was recommended as a business book called Good to Great. Was that Good to Great? No, 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 not that one. True North by Bill George. That's the one. True North, it's a business management book, but it actually comes across very much as a sort of almost not really self-improvement, but it's got these killer moments in it that you're supposed to use towards with business management, but I found actually really helped me out in my personal life. For example, there is this thing about how you frame up your history. They use the example of the... uh, the founder of Starbucks, what's his name? Uh, George Schwartz, is that his name? Yeah. Schultz. Yeah, Schultz. 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 No, Schultz so he grew, the peanut guy. So uh, he grew up He grew up in uh, New York in one of the boroughs, poor, bunch of siblings. Mom was always home. Dad was never there. And he had, a, uh, growing up, he had this massive angst towards his father for not being present. And it, it was a really deep thing. And it wasn't until he was older that he learned that his dad was never home because his dad was working something like four jobs to have enough money to pay for health insurance for the family. So all the kids would have insurance. His wife was taken care of. The family always had food on the table. So he went from from this whole sort of adolescence and teens of that he had this father that was absent that he um, just resented to realizing 
he had a father that loved him so much that he nearly worked himself to death and just sacrificed all his time to take care of this family. That carried over into, um, he decided for Starbucks then that health insurance is available to part-timers, so that you only had to work 20 hours a week. Nobody ever had to work that much to um, have to have health insurance. So he reframed, the facts didn't change, his father not being there and how much it worked, it's just how he saw his history. And so it's got moments like that that I found very sort of, it just kind of created aha moments of how you could impact relationships and communication, just a bunch of different stuff. So True North, Bill George. And ultimately what True North is, it's um, basically it's self-awareness. There's four components. You have morals, um, what's intrinsically, extrinsically important to you, uh, who your support network is, whether it's four people or 400 people. And also, um, did I say morals? Intrinsic, yes. extrinsic. Gosh, I can't remember the fourth one right off. But basically, when those four things you're being honest with them, your true north being kind of the metaphor of a balloon with a string connected to a weight in the sand, the balloon gets knocked around, that those four things, when all things settle, you're still centered over where your true north is. So that book, I, I, it's, it's, I think it's really phenomenal. Um, yes, for business, but also like you can, you can take away bits and pieces. I can go, okay, hmm, I can chew on that for a while. So I thought that's fantastic. But then... I, if I, if you want a recommendation for fiction, uh, Charlotte Harris, Five Quarters of the Orange, I think is fantastic yeah. fiction. That's one of Wendy's all-time favorite. I is it really? That question. That was one. That was one of hers. Oh my God, that book is. What uh, is it called? That, Five, Five Quarters, quarters of, the of the Orange. Charlotte Harris. She also wrote Shock a lot. But my yeah. God, when that book, that was one of the few books that when it ended, I was so bummed because I wanted more of it. It was just fantastic. The Jupa Lahiri. She, I love short stories, and she wrote. The interpreter of maladies and i there's these there's authors like her or dennis lahane when he wrote uh he put together a collection called coronado um i think when you find these authors that put together these short stories you get these quick glimpses that just have to be magical and if they're going to or if they're going to be done well they have to be magical you have to have character and story in such a finite amount of time yeah i mean i could i could go on and on of just different books um that I would recommend. But um, the first one that always comes out of my mouth, though, is that Bill George True North one, because it actually did impact me personally. Sean? Yes. So a book that actually was recommended to me by my grandfather a long, long time ago, it's called How to Win Friends and, and Influence People. That Dale, and basically, Carnegie. Dale Carnegie. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Dale Carnegie. Interesting book because it teaches you, assuming you practice it and practice it well, how to break the ice with people, how to how to get along with people, and basically really just how to see things from other people's perspectives. It's a good book. Well, um, some of you may know this secret of mine, but uh, I've never finished or read a complete book in my life, uh, textbooks included. Uh, there is one book that I do, or that I have really- Do you know the end of it? Yeah. <laughs> it's more of a style book. It's called Elements of Style. It's actually a book that teaches you about, uh, about writing, about the art of writing. It's uh, how to, you know, shorten sentences and, and you know, create dramatic dramatic uh, whatnot so that's one book that i used it's a very skinny book by the way which i oh read. yeah um it's something i discovered my first course uh during my, my mba that i used a lot 
or at least learned a lot. Yeah. And, and I ended up sending it to Savin when he went to college because he's like, Dad, I don't feel like I know how to write. I'm like, you know what? I got the perfect book for you. So I shipped it over to him. The other book, which is kind of a little bit funny, but uh, it's called The Earth. It's written by John Stewart, as any of you that might know from The Daily Show. He wrote kind of a science book or a historical book about the earth and its history. And it's got a little bit of, you know, fun facts in there and uh, about the world and science and history and whatnot that, uh, that we don't necessarily, we aren't necessarily taught. So those are my two. So you've never finished a book in its entire. Never. You know, nope. have you ever heard of uh, Have you heard of Ty Lopez? No. He's a guy. He's a, a multimillionaire, and um, his claim to fame is that he reads uh, an insane amount of books, and he's always reading five books at a time. But he doesn't actually read them in its entirety from front to finish. He goes through the chapters and figures out what chapters he thinks will connect with him. And he only takes bits and pieces out of the book. He doesn't really read the entire book. Um, and that's usually what I do with textbooks as well. If I have a reading assignment for three chapters for this week, then I'll kind of skim through and figure out what I need to learn based on the syllabus. And, and, uh, uh, <laughs> I, I think Sean thinks he's on mute. <laughs> it's okay. Can I have some Sorry. tips? Sean, where are you going? Uh, tomorrow is, I have to go in the office, and then after that I have volleyball at the, on the beach. Christopher. Uh, I have two. The, uh, Doesn't the first one, well, yeah, yeah, <laughs> they're, they're for two different very versions. The first one is uh, from a professor at Seneca State, Bernard Vinge, Two Names in Cyberspace, written by my professor that I had, and he basically predicts the internet. Which in itself is a, it's a good book. What, what, what is scary, though, is he's also predicted when the singularity is going to happen, which is when technology gets to a point where either we invent AI and it kills us, it overtakes us, society collapses because we can't maintain it. And so he invented the internet and is like really accurate in his predictions in the past. And he said the singularity is going to happen so in the next 30 years. And that was about 10 years ago. What's so the date? What's the date, though? It doesn't have a date within <laughs> within thirty years, he said, and that was uh, that was over ten years ago. So, uh, but it's but I it's really Al Gore invented the internet. Pretty accurate for something written that long ago. Mm. It was pretty cool. So, Trina, it's a short story, yeah. Billy. It's how long small. ago was it? Ah, uh, the sixties or seventies. Hey, Chris, are you following that? What's it called? Is it NeuroSelf that Elon Musk got yes. there starting to? Yeah. That, isn't that freaking like? Ah! It is interesting. Oh my God. I will I will not be early in line to get that. Oh my God. Uh, but he's got some, uh, yeah. But so Werner Vinci, one of my all time favorite, I had him as a professor. I didn't know he was an author until after I graduated. So I really regret not reading, but I went to his book signing. He's, he's a cool guy. One of my best professors I had. And then the second one, so that's good. Just like I said, it, if you want to get a little scared, the singularity is a, it's an interesting prospect to uh, think about. Our demise. A lot, of, a lot of ways. Well, it could be, it could, there's, there is one successful symbiotic relationship that is successful. <laughs> The other one's not so good. <laughs> <laughs> and then the uh, the second one, actually, um, that is a, more of a practical use is um, five, lo five Love Languages. Oh, yeah. mm. um, That's and, a good one. Um, that has been just uh, useful both with me and Winnie's relationship and then also uh, the kids, knowing what they respond to. And uh, there's a kid's version of it. I never read that one, but I read the, the, the first one. And uh, this, 
I think it just, it helps on a personal communication level, especially with just how you relate to people. And, you know, if, when you identify your love language and then what there is, it just, you know, makes a huge difference on understanding one another. So we, we contracted with a company that worked off of the, the five love languages, but for work relationships of how that's, like that's sexual harassment <laughs> you do it right it's not <laughs> only if they complain right sean uh, yeah. exactly exactly yeah. it's usually yeah, it's a third true. party that does the how employees want to feel gratitude and appreciation i think it's called the five appreciate i'll have to get it I'll send it over to you. But uh, each of my employees had to fill out the survey and it put them in this little, you know, little bracket of they appreciate this, they like this, you know, et cetera, et cetera. So similar, but environment, which was really actually helpful. So So they have one for kids, they have one for adults, and then they have one for for employers. Interesting. Okay, I have have another book. No! We already hold on i'm muting her and sean's like your name has to go that's just one there the way of the peaceful warrior oh that's a good one too mm, that's it's a good a great one book i feel like everybody needs to read it <clears throat> everyone i think it's a great 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 story easy read super quick but I don't think a lot of people know about it. So I'm super excited. Yeah. Of course, it, Billy knows it? about it. The Way of way the Peaceful, of the peaceful Word by Dan Millman. It's fantastic. Yeah. All right. Uh, That's a good Chris book. brought up a book that will scare you, and it just sparked my memory on a book that will definitely scare you. It wasn't on my list, but uh, I've read it multiple times, and it's freaky. It's called The Last Victim, and it is a true story about a high school kid who was very, very smart. And he decided he would always read his mom was really into reading like true crime books. So he really started getting into it and he really started getting into serial killers. And Uh then he decided, well, I want to write these serial killers. I want to write letters to these serial killers. And I really want to find out what what they were thinking. And I wonder what what their victims were thinking. So he would write letters that profiled what those guys would be the most likely to write him back. So if John Wayne Gacy liked a certain type of victim, he would know what that profile was. And he would write a letter as if he fit that profile perfectly and got these serial killers to really open up. So the letters are in the book and everything. I I won't ruin uh, the story or anything, but um, eventually he gets into a prison with one of these serial killers it's a pretty crazy book that sounds insane yeah uh he ended up actually killing himself the spoiler author. alert spoiler yeah crazy. that's not part of, that's not part of the book that happened later that's... he ended up working for the fbi because he was so good uh let's see the other book uh well one that uh changed my financial life and future was the total money makeover uh that's an easy one for me to just uh talk about but basically just uh ways to uh change your mindset about money uh but no uh a really good book is the miracle morning by uh hal elrod i think i like the sound of that yeah mornings are good (laughs) (laughs) all right let's move on to the next question oh i have another book i have another book what oh, was that? God. What was that? We're gonna start with Sean. 
All right, Sean, to get something you've never had, you have to do something you have never done. Agree or disagree, and why? So you can be given something that you didn't have to do anything for. You did not deserve it, good or bad, and you're given it. You didn't do anything. You're given it. But let's if I, look, yeah. let's if I wanted to the goals, right? If you have well, a well, goal, but but you could be if your goal is to go somewhere, someone could give you that. You didn't earn it. You didn't do anything to do it. You just be you're at the right spot at the right time. And conversely, it could be something you've tried a, a thousand times and failed every single time. So it's not new to you. The success is new. That's the achieving it. But you did it a thousand times before you could finally achieve that goal. Right, but the thousand and one time, what did you? It's do? not new. It's not new. It could be the, could be the exact same thing. No, it could be if you take an athletic thing, it could you just trained and eventually you got faster, you achieved your goal, or right. you could finally you make that change. climb, but you didn't do anything different. It's not new. Yeah, I like with I agree with Chris is saying like say if I wanted to build a house or if I wanted to climb Mount Whitney, I think it's the character traits and what you're applying yourself towards like i'm going to invest time i'm going to keep pushing in this direction and i can achieve something i've never done before but inherently i'm just doing the same thing over and over again i'm picking a goal i'm applying myself i'm putting together a strategy and i'm um uh, working within my capabilities and billy has done both he's built a house and he's climbed mount whitney that's why that's why I use those two because they're two very different check, things. Check. Yeah, but it's like you know. But I I find that anything I do in life and I feel like I achieve a different outcome, something I've never done. Like I'd never had I'd never hiked to the top of Mount Whitney and back in a single day. I'd never built a house before. I'd uh, never played in a band at the Mid State Fair. Woo, California, Paso Robles. Woo, woo. <laughs> Uh, you know, uh, I never sold beer before. You know, for a company that. We was just starting out and didn't have a sales manager, but I would say that with everything I do, I apply kind of just myself in the same sort of tenacity and I achieve something different. Granted, like Chris brings up an interesting point. You might achieve something that you weren't even really trying for. It just got handed to you. And it's like, boom. I mean, it's like, okay. Uh, you know, and you didn't have to do anything, but you did achieve it. So I don't think you ha don't have to do something it's not, you it's never. Not univer it's not universal. Yeah. Yeah, I don't think you have to do um, you have to do something you've never done before to achieve something you've never achieved before. Yeah, there are there are some that fit that criteria, but there's a big swath that fall outside that. So it's not a it's stated as an absolute, and I don't think it's an absolute. I think there's a lot there's a large swath that are you're given it, or it's just you know you finally succeed at something you've been trying for a long time, in which case it wouldn't be something you've never done before. You disagree with us? You disagree with Billy and well, Mike's I position? That, I think that this the the examples you're giving absolutely, but let's say you're so I were right then. Yeah, but <laughs> then I could give you twenty examples. I know, but I said it's an, I said it's an absolute. The statement is to get something you've never had, you have to do something you've never done. And that's not true. Because we gave examples that prove that disprove that. So if you change the statement and say to get something you've never had, you may do something you've never done. I'll agree with that statement, but that's not what the statement is. The statement is an absolute, and I'm I'm yeah, I, I I've given examples true. where it's not it's not the case. I mean, there's a million things that have been given to people that they didn't do anything to observe deserve it. 
or they didn't do anything. They were, it was just a gift. No, uh, actually, the, the, the question and the wording is why everybody has a different answer and a different perspective on what it actually means slightly. Phillies was slightly different than Chris because it's all about actually your own perception based off of experience. I think it has to do with the word get. And, and, and your mindset. Because, right, the mindset of get is, well, shit, it could be handed to me versus... No, what have what would I do to earn X, Y, or Z, or to? But what if you don't earn it though? What if you're not? It's well, something yeah, that you earn. That's the mindset, right? That's the difference. No, but you, you you don't understand what a gift is. Oh, I understand what a gift is. But you didn't earn that gift. You're given a I gift. You have no. I, that's not an earn. You didn't get that. You were given. You know what? The gift of my friendship is closed. <laughs> No, I, I, as Adam said, it depends on how you look at it. And I think that the way I read that is what is like an unreachable goal for me and what do I need to do to get that without it being handed to me, without it being, you know, whatever. So you're just excluding um, all the things that right. make my argument valid. Yes, I, I, I looked at it <laughs> from that very pinnacle point versus well, shit, I've never, you know, went to freaking Maui, but look, I got somebody that handed me a trip to Maui. I mean, that's, I don't know, that that's very broad, and I'm looking at it from a very... Well, I mean, you could, yeah, I mean, there's, but there's lots of other, not, not all, you know, gifts is a broad range, basically being given something, whether that is a physical thing or friendship or you know, forgiveness. I mean, there's a lot of things that things that where you're given something that maybe you've never had before. Sure. Um, so that you didn't do anything. to. If, uh, if I changed it to, or, if yeah, to achieve I, something you've never had, you've never uh, achieved, you have to do something you've never done. That's where on it. That's where on it's mind. Well, I, I would still, I will still stick with Billy and, and, and it's not the first time you've done something because I assume you're doing it on the first try. So if you do something a thousand times, you practice and get better. Are you doing something right. for the, you've never done before? No, you've done that a thousand times and you've worked on it. You've worked on it. You've worked on it. You've worked on it. And finally you achieve it. But when you're working, but it's not mm -hmm. but when you're working on it, are you doing the exact same thing every single yeah. time? You can be. So if you take athletics, absolutely. You're doing the same you're getting, damn thing. If you you're take getting, athletics, you're getting muscle they're bigger. actually pushing themselves to do something at a higher level than they've But they're doing before. the same thing. They're getting more performance, but they're doing the same thing. Yeah, I, I would. They're but at a higher up. level that you never did before. I, I mean, I would challenge, like, if you were to actually say, just do anything new, like jump out of a plane and go skydiving, are, no. you're probably going to... To get there, there's going to be something intrinsic that you're doing the same as if you were to, you know, uh, how you would apply yourself to achieve that is the same you, way you would apply yourself to achieve something else. There's, I think there's in, uh, certain parts of your metal that are going to show up over and over again for you to do, uh, to get to a, the, the accomplishment of a new goal or a new experience. Like the actual act of stepping through it, that doorway and skydiving, that will be the new experience, but to get into that plane and to actually do that, you might have done the same sort of steps to apply for a home and, and get your first mortgage, you know, and have a, you know, make that plan, apply yourself, push yourself. Does that make sense? That and I would need the gift of a parachute. Yes. Mm, yes. Only if you want to land it 
gracefully. Fair point. Yeah, the way the way the way that I see it, that I that I feel that you know that statement applies is that you're never going to achieve anything if you're just doing the exact same things. I just don't see it. You have to you have to push yourself higher and higher and higher in order to actually achieve. You have to take uncomfortable action and in order to actually achieve things you you can't just answer the question wrongly yeah i think you're right i'm sorry um adam i'm gonna have to agree with chris and agree with me basically <laughs> not my... can i agree uh, with myself okay. yeah well, it's similar to the the, the quote yeah. i'm gonna butcher this the you know the the definition of madness is you know insanity I, I have it here i have no, it here no, 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 it insanity. says Insanity doing is doing the same, the same thing, thing over and over again and expecting different results. Yes, I had Ash- that written down for this exact conversation. You Hashtag literally did wordle. research on this? Have you no time, woman? Oh my. I had the day off. I did. I, I actually have the whole week off. I've, I've washed the windows. I've done all the things. <laughs> we got fired. It's okay. Hey Adam, if I say impossible wiener again, do I do do I get to stay? Yes, you get to stay. Didn't Sean duck out early duck. last time too? He did. Well, that's all for today's episode of Legacy Story. Thanks for listening. If you thought that was interesting, wait until next week's episode, which is the third installment of the three-part series with the friends. Join me next week when I throw a surprise in with a speed round of questions and Chris actually throws out a question of his own. Make sure you subscribe to the podcast wherever you listen to podcasts so you never miss an episode. Plus, don't forget to follow me on social media at Your Legacy Story, except for Twitter, which is The Legacy Story. You can also follow me at Infinancer. If you're interested in changing your trajectory, whether it's through personal coaching, financial coaching, or business coaching, you can book a discovery session with me at infinancer.com. I-N-F-I-N-A-N-C-E-R.com. Until next time.